Alright, welcome back to Corden Lowry episode, oh wait, just kidding, NBA Finals Game 2 recap and I guess preview of Game 3. I'm here with my man, Sam Carter. Sam, on a scale of 1 to 10, how hungry are you right now? Um, You know, I just ate some popcorn, um, so I'm not hungry at all. Probably like a 2. That wasn't my question for the day, but that's how I... Started it off. All right. Question for the day. We've already talked about jerseys, and we have some other, like, introspective sports episodes this summer. The Sam, quick little jersey question. Mm-hmm. If you look at uh, the sports we cover, let's say the four major American sports, you know, hockey, we don't really talk about, but hockey, baseball, basketball, and then the NFL, college football, and college basketball, can you rank those six in terms of best to worst jerseys? Um, so best has got to be NBA. Right. Um, MLB comes in second. I feel like there's mm-hmm. a lot you can do with an MLB jersey with the scripts and the different fonts. Um, coming in third, I'm going to go hockey. I really like the old school Coyotes jerseys with the kind of geometric okay. looking. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Fourth, I'm going to go college football because I feel like there's a lot of schools that can kind of change their helmets and, you know, different jerseys. Like I love the um, purple Clemson jerseys. And obviously, I have not heard the end of this from Miles. He loves talking about the white Georgia helmets that they're bringing in this season. And they look pretty clean. Um, And then I'm going to go college basketball. Uh, there's not much to say about those. Um, and then NFL has got to be the most lame. I mean, mm. It's just the jersey and the numbers. I mean. Yeah. yeah. All right. For Dean Lowry, number one is the NBA. We were saying there, you know, most diversity. It's just the best. It's not even close. Number two, MLB. Always looks great. There's a lot you can do with the scripts. Number three, though. College basketball. A lot of clean college basketball jerseys. I think some of them are kind of bad, and they're kind of boring sometimes. Yeah. But a good college basketball jersey is very good. And then I'm going to go hockey. Um, at number four, they got a lot of cool stuff. You know, they, they can do some interesting things. Number five, college football, because they can do cool stuff sometimes. But they're really kind of boring. Like, there's not that much you can do with a football jersey in general. There's no, like, you don't put, like, Tigers on the front of a Clemson jersey, you know? And then number uh, six is the NFL. Like, uh, it's not even close. I'm, that's not even in my, on my radar. All right, time to talk about basketball. And we are back. Uh, the Celtics, uh, after their, you know, kind of shocker game one win, uh, fall uh, by 19 points uh, to the Warriors. Sam, just give me your initial reaction uh, to this, you know, kind of, I don't want to say blowout, breakaway game uh, for the Warriors in game two. Um, even though I predicted the Celtics to win this game, I don't know why, um, but I wouldn't say that this was unexpected necessarily. Um, I mean, it's at the Warriors' place, and coming off that uh, comeback loss in game one, I think that that this is what the Warriors needed. Um, and so it makes sense for them to win this game in that fashion. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think that, you know, Draymond Green really stepped up, up the ante. Uh, you know, he kind of engaged in some fighting um, with Jalen Brown and, you know, uh, I, I think Derek White, he got into it with as well. And, you know, you saw the same thing from Wiggins, you know. And I think this Warriors team's really got a chip on their shoulder, which is something I don't think we saw uh, with the previous three championship teams. Um, but, you know, they might not be as talented as those teams, but they certainly had the same passion and fire. And now they got a little they got a little rough and rugged around the edges. Um, so I think that's going to make for a very good series. We've already seen a lot of technical fouls. So obviously this, these games are intense. And um, Sam, I'll ask you, at this moment, you know, game three's tonight. Who holds the advantage uh, in this one-one, you know, t- tie? Um, because the Celtics had to come back in their game one victory, I'm going to have to say that the um, the Warriors have the advantage because they they were not down for a lot of that game, and if they were, it was only two or three points um, very early in the game. So I'm going to say that the Warriors have the advantage, even though it's in Boston. Mm. I'm going to say the Celtics have the advantage at this moment. You, know, you got the home court advantage. Already proven you can win in San Francisco. I think Boston Celtics have the edge. But this game three is very important because, uh, as we know, you can't go down 3-1 for either team. So they're really, you know, every game counts. I mean, it's the finals. Um, but I did look up the stat, um, 63.75% uh, of the time if it t- the home team wins a 1-1 tie. So I guess analytically, the Warriors have the edge. So the, the math agrees with Sam. But it's in my heart uh, for the Celtics. I should be able to pull this one out. And looking just at the box score real quickly, um, Jason Tatum had you know another solid performance of 28 points. But you look, Al Horford, Robert Williams, and Marcus Smart all had two points, Sam? Yeah. Uh, unacceptable, are you saying that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Jalen Brown, how much did he have? Hold on one second. Jalen Brown did only have 17. You know, who is this loss really on? Who would you like to see step up, you know, Marcus Smart uh, or Al Horford? Um, I mean, Marcus Smart has to play better defense. I mean, that's kind of what he's there for. Um, mm-hmm. I mean – Nobody's really looking at Al Horford to, you know, have a 25-point game every night, or at least earlier in the season they weren't. But Marcus Smart is the defensive player of the year, so he's got to step up. Yeah, I mean, he did allow Steph Curry in just 32 minutes uh, to have 29 points. He did hold him to less than 50% shooting, but he was 5 for 12 from 3, and he's just lighting it up. And uh, the Warriors have everything going right now, but the one problem, Stephen A. Smith talked about it this morning. Assess this claim by Stephen A. Sam. Okay. Stephen A. said, Clay Thompson, you know, he had 11 points in the past game. If Clay Thompson does not step up his play to an all star level right now, the Warriors are destined to lose. Factor cap. Um, I think it's cap. I mean,. He didn't have an all-star performance game in game two, and they still won by 19. Um, Mm. So, I mean. You calling Cap? I'm going to stay with Cap. I'm going to say this is – I can't pick a side. 
because he does have a point. You know, if you get down to a game six or game seven, it would be nice because you you don't want to get down to a game six or game seven with four minutes left, think scores close, and have every play has to run through Steph Curry. It would be nice to have another shot creator, which Clay Thompson is, you know, an all star, you know, shot creator in his past. But I just feel there is some truth to that. I think that if Clay Thompson does not step up to an all star level, they can win. But if he does and he starts to, you know, put up 25 and 30 in some games, I think they will win. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say cap, I guess, because I don't think they, he needs to. Necessarily, but it would certainly be nice. And you know, you already got to deal with you know Stephen Curry. He's almost thirty-five years old, so you know it's kind of crazy to think about that he could retire, you know, in these next five seasons. But you know, it's getting to that point. There's got to be a lot of fatigue having you know played in, it's into June for the sixth time. Um, yeah. So it's a lot of wear and tear there. But interesting to see. So Sam. Predictions for Game Three laid out for the people. Uh, what you got? Um, let's see. So I've been wrong twice. <laughs> um, so I've been. I think I've been. No, I, I picked the Warriors one. game one. I'm one and one. Yeah, and I picked the win game two. Okay. I'm gonna go. All right, Sam. Who you got? I'm gonna go Celtics in the Garden. I'm gonna agree. I think that this game is too important for the Celtics to lose. But I think the Warriors could come back and win game four. Uh, just a reminder of the schedule. Uh, game three tonight, Wednesday night. Game four is on Friday night. Game five will be on uh, Monday. And then uh, if there needs to be a game six, it'll be on next Thursday. And game seven will be next Sunday. All right. Well, uh, that is it uh, for our game two recap. Game three preview. Uh, we're looking forward to a great series. Uh, Sam said the Warriors still have the edge, and so does the data, but uh, time will tell. And uh, we're hoping for a great game three. Uh, Sam, you want to throw up a score prediction uh, for the Celtics? Let's say – I'm going to say Marcus Smart has a good game defensively, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say they keep the Warriors under 100. Ooh. I'm going to say 103 – to 96. 103.96, you heard it first on Cardinal Lowry, and uh, you hear from us after the next game.